All right, welcome back inside the bar, the Bar Talk Podcast, back here for another week. Um, we got an exciting episode coming live tonight. Um, I'm Adam, the host, drinking a summer shandy, um, courtesy of Ryan. We appreciate that tonight, yes, helping sir. our brother out. Absolutely. Um, Ryan, let's go ahead and start with you tonight. How are we doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, as mentioned on the last episode, we debuted our idea of a beer shake, um, Travel to Sonic. Shake. Got a vanilla shake, got a orange shandy, put a little bit of in the shake. Not going to lie to you guys, it wasn't awful. Um, is the beer and the shake by themselves better? Yes. But, you know, it's all right. Now we know. Wasn't our best idea, but... Hey, I think we got room to work here, though. I we mean, did. It was a good idea. If you're, if you're trying to mix it up, especially in the summer, if we could blend something, like maybe make our own shake yeah. and put the beer in the blender... I, I think the ratio is just off. We're gonna have to cook something. Yeah, up. we will. We'll we'll get it right. We'll we'll have it ready for summer. Yep. Um, you know, you think about like the froth in the beer, right? People love the island right. froth. Yeah, yeah. Just like something sort of similar to that. A little yeah. bit of shake in there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. The flavor combinations are endless. Yeah, keep the donations rolling in. Um, to you know, just get our idea rolling. We're gonna need a little capital to get going. So Bar we appreciate. Podcast, if yeah. You come. Yep, we appreciate the donations so far. There've been a lot. So keep them coming. Keep love them coming. Investors. Yep, naturally. Blake, how are you doing tonight? How's it going, Adam? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Over here, I'm drinking a, a truly passion fruit. Uh, it's a new one for me. I haven't had this one before. That sounds like a new flavor. I think it is a new flavor, and it's pretty good. I would, uh, I'd recommend it. I would get it again. So that's all. That's all I've got. Well, tonight we have a very special guest with us, um, Katie Horton, all the way from K State. I know it's kind of weird to bring a, a K Stater onto the, our podcast, but uh, we're excited to have her on. Um, Katie, how are we doing? Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to join the Bar Talk podcast. Uh, tonight, I know we talk about our drinks. I brought a Buy Bubbles Blackberry Lime. Looks like a White Claw, but it is for those under the age of 21. <laughs> <laughs> I am proud to represent that crowd. Adam, where's your, uh, where's your buy? Where's my buy? Yeah, where's your buy? Yeah. Uh, you know, I forgot it. I brought the line in Google. <laughs> Um, don't tell the officers that I'm down here. <laughs> one more week, baby, one more week. But anyways, um, so very exciting. You know, we got so much Corona going on in the news. Like we said last week, try and step away a little bit, um, have an exciting story tonight. So Katie got a chance to work at Disney. So that's going to be an exciting topic that we're going to talk about this week. So, um, go ahead and pull up a stool, grab a beer and let's talk. Welcome to Bar Talk. Woo! All right, Katie. So let's go again and get started with just the idea of working at Disney in college. Like, how is that even possible, and what is the whole overview of this thing? Yeah. So I participated in the Disney College Program. It's a program where college students can apply to work at Disney for a semester, maybe even a semester and a summer if you really, really like Disney. So I moved in January, took a semester off from school. Um, it would have been longer had Corona not hit, but the college students get the opportunity to work a couple different jobs. Um, you know, Disney is a super big place. You could be doing merchandise in the stores. You could be doing their food and beverage unit. You could be a part of their custodial crew as a cast member. 
So lots of different options. I also actually auditioned to be a character or a parade performer. So back in October, drove all the way down to Dallas. That is its own story. <laughs> I accidentally booked the the plane ticket for the wrong month, wrong year, wrong airport. No, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't <laughs> your fault. It was American Airlines' fault. Uh, we, American we know that. Airlines, if you're listening, my confirmation <laughs> number. <laughs> No, but that was so fun. I drove down to Dallas, made it to the last round to be considered as a character. Um, I ended up working in Animal Kingdom, <laughs> doing fast food. So you can see how the audition turned out. What kind of things do they uh, do? They ask you to do, or are, do they? Is it what kind of just walk us through the interview process for that kind of thing? Yeah. So at the auditions, you have to put your game face on. You are competing with a lot of theater kids. I was not a theater mm. kid, so you have to do a bunch of animations. You have to learn pretty hard dance, might I say. I mean, I did have one year, eighth grade team. drill team. <laughs> Gold Dusters, <laughs> thank Maybe. you, Blake. How can I forget? My true fan. <laughs> but a lot of dancing, a lot of animations. You don't have to sing, but, you know triple threat here <laughs> so that was quite a time but just for the college program application you have to do a web-based questionnaire and when it's done it literally just says yes or no if you'd be good to work at Disney or not so if you get a yes then you have to do a phone interview with one of the Disney hiring managers so that was pretty fun they're super nice it's just like a 30-minute conversation you just have to be really happy and talk about how you grew up on Disney and it works pretty well so that was the application process and so then so you get hired do you wait a couple weeks and then you trip down to Orlando right or is it you waited a couple months I guess what was the timeline so my timeline actually went really fast I applied on a random Saturday I did my interviews the next week and I was hired the week after that. I actually went to the audition two days after I found out I was hired. So I just kind of went not knowing, really. And then I moved down there two months later. And we all move in at the same time based on your dates. So six of us, um, random people I'd never met before. I had roommates from California, Arizona, New York, New Jersey. Um, shout out to my roommate from New Jersey. She loves Snooki. Total <laughs> New Jersey thing to do. But that was a great way to meet a bunch of people. Um, the guys across the hall partied like every night. Um, also, I'm a former Disney cast member. I do not speak on behalf of the brand or the company. <laughs> just make that clear right now. I just want to state that in case anyone from Disney is listening. I loved my time there. Um, I have some great stories from my time there. So, it's so a great time. yeah. So you get down there, and can you just kind of walk us through like what's your day to day life look like? Um, yeah, just each day, what's it kind of look like? Yeah. So when you first go down there, of course, Disney is very traditional, and you have to go through like a week long of training and learning the history of Disney, all of their famous, you know, customer. Um, like interactions, you do a two finger point if anybody knows what I'm talking about. So you do a lot of training like that. I had to be trained um, on like a cash register. I'd never done that before. I was trained to pour beer on tap. 
I was trained Ooh. to make. Is that allowed? Mm-hmm. It was allowed. Must be a Florida rule. <laughs> They're well, crazy down there. I, crazy. Yeah, I was <laughs> allowed to serve. Um, I learned how to check IDs. I learned how to make Dole Whip. Mm. That's a, a fun Disney Disney thing is Dole Whip. So if you haven't had that, you got to go. I learned how to make Mickey-shaped cinnamon rolls. Nice. Griffin will love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I learned how to bust tables and talk to guests. That's a really big thing. So my day-to-day was just I'd wake up, I'd go to work. Depending on the week, I'd go maybe like 10 o'clock, do the opening for my location, which was in Animal Kingdom in Africa. I would greet people using the phrase Jumbo because we all know at Disney everything is themed. And from where I worked, you could see the Tree of Life. You could see the safari. I made Dole Whip, so it was, like, such a fun job. And then I would go Uh home in my little outfit to my apartment where all the Disney college program members lived. And then they had, like, a pool there, and you could just hang out, go to the beach, because, you know, you lived in Florida and not Kansas, which is where we are now. Sadly. Yeah. So how did your, um, like, perception of the park change after working there? Because you obviously had just gone there as a guest, but being on the other side of it, did your perception change at all? Well, you know, the last time I had been to Disney as a guest, I was probably, like, 14. It was in the phase of matching t-shirts. I was in, like, middle school, I think. It was just not a great time. But... (laughs) Um, my time there was so fun because I was still, like, I just still loved Disney, so the magic was there, and then going behind the scenes as a cast member was even cooler because you got to learn, like, all those Disney secrets and how they put their guests first. You learned how to present yourself on stage. Um, really, everything there is a show. I think my perception of the parks... Uh, remained the same. I worked in Animal Kingdom, which has a little different feel than the other parks just because there's animals everywhere. You actually feel like you're in the theme because it's just nature. And I mean, working next to the safari, you could like see the gorillas on your way to work or on your lunch break, you could literally go ride the safari. <laughs> um, so my perception of the company is kind of the same. So I think that's a decent segue into, you said you have a a pretty interesting story about uh, a giraffe. Did the giraffe die, (laughs) or did it get superpowers, or what happened? Well, if there are any children out there listening, um, you know, the giraffe might have been okay, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I have heard a story that might have been confirmed on my first day of work I met this man who was working at the safari for quite a long time and so I asked him if this following story was true so apparently one day at the animal kingdom on the safari ride it might have been a little rainy but they were still running those trucks and they got a call about a fire and they thought well that cannot be good Well, there was nowhere to turn around, so the truck keeps going, and right around the bend, they see this giraffe. His head was on fire. He had (laughs) just been struck by lightning. The current's still coursing through his veins, so he was just stuck there with his head on fire. 
They ended up having to take a rope and lassoing his neck down to the ground, and then they said that it was sleeping for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, but as you know, Disney takes like great care of everything, including their animals, so they're really big on conservation. They are just super protective of their animals. Actually, if you see a guest with a balloon in the park, you must send them to balloon daycare where they take those balloons so they don't endanger the animals. And the cast members will write the children a note about what their balloon did while they were gone. So, Aww. very protective of their animals, but unfortunately, well, clearly not that giraffe that just didn't quite make it. It's hard to it. protect from lightning. Yeah, that's true. That's Mother, Mother, Na- Mother Nature wins. Uh, I just want to interject that we at uh, Bar Talk Podcast love animals. Uh, I don't want an email from PETA. Uh, we endorse animal conservation. Yes, we do. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Time for another edition of Question of the Week. Uh, an interesting question this week. We got, one pa- what impact will the coronavirus have on the bar scene at KU next fall? Blake, I'll let you start off. That's a great question. Um, from what I've been reading so far, it sounds like it's really supposed to decline here in the you know May, June, July time. And so that would lead me to believe that by the time the school rolls back around, that the bars will be back open. However, it sounds like it's supposed to pick up again in the fall. So I think that the restaurants are going to be able to open up and, you know, have people kind of sitting a little ways away from each other in a restaurant, like, and that will still be fine. But I just think about 200, 300 people just, you know, right next to each other in a bar. I just don't see how that could happen. Um, they're talking about that sports and concerts are sports and concerts aren't going to be able to come back, uh, you know, until 2022. And I see about how similar that is to your experience, you know, sitting at a concert or something like that. I just, I just don't see how that could happen. Um, it makes me very sad, but I, I don't think that that will be able to fly if I have to guess. Yeah. I guess the thing though, is like how different is if school is full in session, how different is that risk than having the bars open? Yeah. Yeah. Know. There's a really difference between you did 120 and. Yeah. And the and thing is, too, boom, is boom, like. Boom, yeah. <laughs> I see about two. I mean, it easily can transfer in both yeah. places. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I, mean, I mean, how often is the Hawk Ball that rules? Like, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, you know? I don't know. I feel like they're going to do what they want. I just feel like there's not a big distinction between, like, because I feel like when you think of a bar, when most people think of a bar, you think of just like, you know, like Luis's West. Like, would they be fine? Probably. And so it's just like, can they really make that big of a distinction between bars? And I feel like they're going to allow bars and grills to open. So, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I'd be surprised. I mean, I guess I keep trying to be positive, but I'd be surprised if they weren't open. And the thing about it is, like, the impact. I know other industries will be impacted, like travel. Even when this kind of thing dies down, people will be less inclined to fly or go on a cruise or whatever, mm. but college bars, I don't think, will be impacted at all. As soon as they open, they will be flooded yeah. with people. If school's in session... College kids, we're not smart, and like, <laughs> no. that's just how we roll, but yeah. when that thing's back open, we're showing up. Especially like, after the... We oh, only yeah. don't show up if it's closed, yeah. so... It's like a tea break, and as soon as that ends, everyone's going to be back, so. Exactly. I don't know. That would be... I was thinking about how sad that would be if we had to wait until 2022... To go back to the wheel. That's you mean, you mean 2021? 
22. Like two years? Oh, wait, no, 21. You're right, sorry. Yeah, 2021. And, and then, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 you're right. You're in college? That's still too long, though. <laughs> still too long. Regardless, yeah, it's too long. I don't know. I just think it'd be wild. It's like, all right, hand me your ID, and then they scan your temperature at the same time. It's like, <laughs> ID, temperature, all right, you can all go. Right, you're good. <laughs> good. Shoot, that's funny. Yeah, interesting question, though. Thanks for that. Um, we'll get, go ahead and get back to the episode. So, as far as, like, the people that you worked with, obviously you were down there with a lot of college kids, but were there, like, a lot of people that you worked with that worked there for a long time and, like, Disney had been their career, whether it, no matter what their position was? Yes, which this was actually something that surprised me. So, when I got down there, you know, my job was in food and beverage, which is pretty much just fast food. So, I was, like, making the food or taking orders or bussing tables or taking out the trash. Well, all of these activities are done by every cast member, and some of my cast members had been there for, like, 15, 20 years. I mean, they were almost ready to retire, and they're the ones that are also taking out the trash and bussing tables. So that just shows you how dedicated Disney employees are. A lot of those employees were there when my location opened, they, you know, helped open the Africa um, Harambe Market section where I was working at. So I personally don't know if I could work there for that long doing food <laughs> and beverage. As a sales major, I'd probably move over to the corporate side of Disney. But it was amazing just to hear those stories of where the people had come from and how much they loved Disney. So there was no, like, distinction between if you were a college intern versus, you know, just some regular person. I say regular, just some uh, person who wasn't in college working at the park. Yeah, that's correct, Blake. There were probably four leaders at my location, which did come dressed in business professional. They were in charge of us. And then below them, there were coordinators. They were also costumes, so they looked just like us. And they would just go around making sure we were all doing okay. So there were probably, like, 12 to 15 of those members kind of managing us. But besides that, every other worker and I did the same activities. Like, versus if I were a college kid working there for, you know, a couple months versus somebody who'd been there for 15 years. That's so. good for you, kind of sucks for <laughs> Yeah. So, obviously, your time got cut a little bit short there, um, but in the short time that you were there, what was your favorite part about the job, and would you recommend this to maybe other students who um, are on similar career paths as you that are maybe thinking about it? Yeah, so my favorite part about the job was, um, so they actually do- joke that the Disney College program, it's DCP. They joke that it means designated closing person, which I was quite often. I would close the shops, but, you know, sometimes that meant that we would have, like, 50 leftover Mickey Mouse pretzels. And so you would see you would see a kid that maybe, like, missed the last safari ride and was feeling pretty down. I would just get to go over and give him a free Mickey pretzel, and that was probably my favorite part of the the closing shifts. I could just give stuff away. Even if I wasn't closing, if a little girl had a happy birthday button on, then I could celebrate her by just, like, giving her a free Dole Whip just on Mickey. So that was my favorite part. I would definitely recommend it to anybody. I mean, just being a business student – 
they offer courses where you can go behind the scenes even more about Disney and get to hear from their, the leaders in the company or how they're moving forward during this time. So that is a really cool experience, and you get to meet just the most amazing people. I mean, Disney is a wonderful thing to put on your resume. Everyone asks you about it immediately just because That's it has right. such that great reputation. So I would definitely recommend it um, during your college years. It's also a fun time to move down to Florida for a couple months. True. They, it's True. an easy lease. You're like, you could have your friends and family come visit you, and you get free guest tickets to go to Disney, and you get free admittance. So your cheapest thing to do on your day off is literally go to the Disney World. <laughs> so, Yeah, did you do that? Oh, I did. Every <laughs> every day off, I would go to either the parks or sometimes we would go to Universal Studios. You get a fast pass or you just... Oh, yes. If, <laughs> if you are going to... When Disney opens back up, I will give you this tip. It is said that fast passes drop at 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and 3 p.m. So I would always just refresh that. You could get the best fast passes. I would always ride Expedition Everest. That was like my favorite. Or Space Mountain. That's a good one. Or you can just sweet talk the attractions cast members, and sometimes they'll give you free fast passes. So Ooh, that was good idea. that's good to know. Yes. Some insider information. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Disney might not be very happy about that information getting leaked. Well, they're all about putting their guests first. So that's all you're yeah. doing. They want, that's all you're doing. They want to keep you happy. As a cast member, I would do everything to keep the customer satisfied. Just because they're they paid money to have that special vacation. So Do you feel like anyone ever like kinda took advantage of that? You know, sometimes I would get like a lot of middle aged men that were like, if you just want to pour an extra shot in there, that would be okay. And that was uh, fun. Sir, this is Disney World. <laughs> wait, 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 Ryan, when did you go down to Disney World? Hey, easy, easy, <laughs> all right, all right. But one time I offered this girl. <laughs> she had her birthday button on, so I gave her a free Dole Whip. And the mom was like, oh, but her sister wanted one too. And so I gave her one. And then the mom was like, oh, well, like, I was really looking at that too. And so in the end, you just give them a Dole Whip. I mean, you have to... At that location, we would make 30 tubs of Dole Whip, which is probably like 60 gallons a night to make sure we had enough Dole Whip for the end of the day. So, you know, a cup here and there just for some happiness is not a big deal. Let it fly. Anything final for our listeners? Is there anything that you have that is just incredibly something that you would never expect about Disney? Something that you found out that you just didn't know anything about? Honestly, no. <laughs> I don't know what to say. They're pretty authentic. They are. I think something that really changed for me going there is next time that I go with like my family, I'll know when to do what things or like when to go on this ride or when to do that. I think. The biggest surprise that I learned was how good their food is. I was really worried about working in their quick service unit of just, like, making fast foods. But they're actually really awesome and really good, and they put a lot of quality into that. So even though it might seem expensive, it's definitely worth it. I mean, you cannot beat a Mickey Mouse pretzel. 
Or a churro. No. Or a Mickey Mouse shaped ice cream. (laughs) Ugh. What was your, what's your favorite food from Disney World? All time favorite. You had to pick one. Oh, my favorite food. Well, my roommates and I splurged and we went to Be Our Guest, which is the Beauty and the Beast themed. And I got, we got these really nice like steaks and soups. And then for dessert, they give you the gray stuff. You guys know from the movie, when they say, try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. Okay. Must have missed that one. <laughs> well, any, it's, any it's, been, it's been a while. Out there, I hope you're singing along with me. But they actually, like, made the gray stuff, and they give it to you in a little, like, um, white chocolate mold that looks like a little chip. So, they just, like, mm-hmm. everything is themed. That was mm-hmm. probably the biggest surprise, is how much thought they put into literally everything wait i have a question actually do you guys have any beef with universal studios oh um honestly my experience at universal i loved it as a kid i think they have probably better roller coasters if you're looking for roller coasters when i went there i spent like 40 minutes at guest relations because they messed something up with my account you flash your disney pass though and then everything. well the girl actually helping me had was a former disney cast member also so she knew why i was there and she was like yeah i worked for disney and then i came over but from my experience there i would rather go back to disney also disney is offering refunds for some of their annual pass holders during this um shutdown of the parks from COVID-19 and my roommates and I are having a little trouble getting our annual passes back from Universal. So (laughs) Universal, this isn't me like proclaiming my beef, but I do need a fast pass to to Hagrid's, (laughs) the the new ride there. That's great. Well, that's really cool stuff. I mean, working at Disney would be an awesome experience. I'm sure it's cool to see, like, the behind the scenes of it's quite the operation to make that park run every day, 365 days a 